All right, welcome back to this bonus episode for Deuteronomy 5 through 7. Um, we've got uh, several things to talk about. What, what, all, what all did you look up? Well, I learned about tefillin. Tefillin. Which is... Tefillin. Which is what? Teflon. Teflon. I learned Teflon. about Teflon. That's, yes, that's that non-stick. Can, yeah, it really helps, you know, if you're cooking eggs and stuff. Mm. They don't stick to the pan. I think you're not supposed to put Teflon in the dishwasher, right? No, because it, it'll like, it'll come Heal off in little chunks and yep. it's very bad for you. Yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah. Phew, <laughs> gosh, what is it? <laughs> Emily is still sick, yep. unfortunately. Yeah. Reading the Bible did not cure her. No, mm. definitely not, no. Uh, okay, so we read that verse about binding the word of Yahweh on your hand and also right. like between your eyes or something like that. Yeah. Yes, y'all remember that verse? Yeah, binding the, the symbol, like it'll be a symbol between your yes. eyes or yeah. it'll be a symbol yes. in your hand, I, which I was assuming was tattoos. And then I was like, wait, I thought tattoos were not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so this, they're is not. A, this is a thing in um, Orthodox Judaism okay. called oh, the, the Teflon. 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 So, basically, what happens is the Teflon are these leather boxes, small oh, boxes. Okay, yeah. Tiny, you've probably, you've yep. maybe seen them. I've seen these. I've yes. seen this. Tiny little leather boxes, only a few inches, um, yep. that have these handwritten scrolls on the inside that have certain verses written on them in Hebrew. And Orthodox Jewish men um, bind them with leather straps to their hand and arm. And then also to their forehead, and you, I have not seen this. Clearly, you've not hung out with enough Orthodox Jews, Emily. You really need to get on top of that. I <laughs> I thought that I I used to date someone who was quite religious in Judaism, but maybe quite, not totally quite, Orthodox. Listen, quite yeah. religious in Judaism and Orthodox Judaism are not the same. Yeah, it's it's kind of like almost like a separate belief system yeah. a little bit in the same way oh. that like Orthodox Christians and Catholics are different from each other. Yes. It's like a little bit like that. Yes. There's kind of some different beliefs okay. that go on. Not I'll just take about, your word for it. It's not just a term for someone being like being very super Jewish. into it yes. or, or even being conservative, even though that's generally mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Okay. So basically they start wearing them usually during weekday prayers or morning okay. prayers. It's not worn on weekends or on the Sabbath or on high holidays. Huh, okay. um, generally worn starting shortly before your bar mitzvah, actually. Before oh. it. Yes. Okay. Or right around that time when you start wearing them. Um, on the inside of the box are these four sets of texts. Um, and I do have the chapter and verse for that. But basically they are, okay, so it's like, so it's... um two selections from Exodus and two from Deuteronomy Hmm, that are basically describing about how we always need to remember that the Israelites were, you know, redeemed from Egyptian bondage, that every Jew needs to teach his children about God's commands, um, about the unity of God, about commands to love and fear him, stuff that we read today um, and stuff like that. So this is the thing about Teflon is they, there's like a thousand different rules about how they need to be made. Unsurprising. Oh, sure. Unsurprising, yeah, not right? Surprising, yeah. Not surprising yeah, at all. Nope. Um, basically, all these rules are in place to make sure that you're making like the most perfect product you possibly can. Okay. So, yeah, this as is in, in keeping with like the detailed instructions about all the tabernacle stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, as in the box needs to be perfectly square. 
the stitches need to be like perfectly like aligned and not of course yes um it needs to be made from the leather of a kosher animal okay the parchment yeah. for the scroll needs to be handmade also from oh, wow. the skin of a kosher animal now there's special scribes it needs to be handwritten also it can't be printed Okay. There are special scribes that write in Hebrew the characters of these scriptures. Mm-hmm. And if they make a mistake, the whole thing gets thrown out. Wow. Like they can't copy it. They can't correct it. Right. Can't scribble it out. Can't scribble it out. Can't edit it. Whole thing gets thrown out. Yeah. Okay. Gotta be real precise. It's gotta be real yeah. perfect. And so for that reason... Are they expensive? These things are expensive. How expensive? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. How expensive are so, they? So uh, I did go down a rabbit hole, this uh, Teflon Buyer's Guide. Oh boy, okay. As it were. Okay. And uh, for a beginning Teflon, you know, you're like wanting... entry level. Entry level, you're gonna want to look in the range of about $300. Okay. For a set. That's not as bad as I thought it could be. That's for a beginning. If, uh, they're saying that if you find a Teflon that's under 250 you really should be skeptical because it's probably not authentic. Mm. It's probably yeah. not been signed off on by a rabbi. Um, right. Uh, they can range up to $1,000. Yeah, that's wow. more what I was thinking would, yeah. that would be. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Boy. That's what, that's what we're referring but, to. But I guess you just wear that one, though, forever, right? Like, hopefully you wouldn't be replacing these super often. I suppose. Unless uh, it got smashed or something. Well, leather gets yeah. like worn and stuff. And yeah, there was definitely some care know. guides I was also reading about keeping it. You gotta like moisturize the leather. Fresh. And, and if, yeah. okay. if something happens, like if you drop it or it gets whacked in some way, like right. you can take it to an inspector whacked? to make sure that. It gets whacked, you know? The, the like mafia yeah, no, puts I out a hit <laughs> on it. I don't. I don't know. What <laughs> I you meant mean by you that. accidentally whack it against a wall while it's bound to your hand mm, or something. Right. Um, and it breaks. Or maybe it gets scuffed, but basically you can have it inspected to make sure that it's still up to snuff. And if not, then yeah, you need to replace one. I wonder if, I wonder if anyone sells Teflon insurance. Wow. Uh, I don't know about that. Like where if it gets destroyed, they'll replace it for you. Yeah, you know, that would be nice. Like, like insurance, right? You pay a certain amount a month, and there's like a certain deductible, and you know if it gets damaged. But after and, like even three hundred bucks, I mean, that's not that much money to yeah, get something I was replaced. Gonna say, yeah, but if you got like a thousand dollar Teflon, yeah. But I feel like you would probably, you know, I don't know. In a year, I spend way more than that in my freaking insurance. Okay, yeah, so, this would be cheaper insurance, you know. Because I think yeah. I did find a Jewish insurance company, Egert and Cohen, uh-huh. that do have personal effects insurance. And they do specifically mention Teflon. Oh, really? Okay. Teflon, as long as it's over $150, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's got to be a way to put that in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it happens. Okay. It cool. Happens. I'm glad to know that they've got that figured out. But I, I don't think it's specifically Teflon insurance. I think it's just personal effects insurance that happens but, to cover. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. Like yeah. would yeah would my renter's insurance cover my Teflon? That would be the question, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, if you could you could prove that it was worth something, yeah, right? If I had my yeah. receipt. If you had your receipt for it, <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, may I talk about God talking to people? <laughs> yeah, you may. Of course, it's okay. A meta. Uh, so yeah, we were interested in if God actually spoke to people 
uh, when he was up on that mountain, <laughs> and then like why he's saying that he can't speak to people now. I don't know. It was interesting. It seemed like he just was on Mount Sinai talking to people. So, like, the, what yeah, this? Yeah, like, could people? Could the all the people hear him or not? Yeah, I mean, I guess they probably they did. So it does say, yeah, that the entire Jewish nation heard God speak at Sinai, an assertion that has been accepted as part of their nation's history for over 3,000 years. Okay. So, so, yeah. So it is. So it wasn't always just through Moses. Just yeah. this one time. Just this one time. Huh. It was this big, big freaking deal. And that, yeah, it was a national revelation as opposed to individual revelation. And it's the central defining event that makes Judaism different from every other religion in the world, which is interesting. Because I guess, yeah. like, yeah, like, this God will speak to his people, whereas other gods will not. Well, just the but one like, time, that's, but yeah. Well, yeah, but still, I know, but, like, even that was, like, a big deal, I guess, which is interesting. Yeah, like, instead I of mean, just through prophets, I guess, and through yeah. particular holy people. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is interesting, that's the yeah. thing, because he, he has spoken to other people. Um, right. Like, yeah, like he did that big old, was it Abraham who he wrestled with? Oh, yeah. Jacob. Yeah, he wrestled Jacob. with lots of people, but he talked to Abraham as well. He's spoken yeah. to many people. Oh, yeah, Jacob. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, let's see. Oh, Isaiah sees him high and lifted up on the throne. Oh, that's, is that a that's, guy that we haven't that's, met That's in yet? the future. That's much well, later that's, in the future, yeah. yeah. Whoops. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, I guess Adam and Eve walked with their maker in the garden. Yeah, they talked God with appeared, him. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. God appeared to Abraham. Yeah. Jacob saw him face to face and Moses spoke to him face to face. Okay. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Cain and Abel with the whole like, am I my brother's keeper thing? Like mm-hmm. God talked yeah, to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So God's talked to lots of people. I yeah, think, I think the, that's so, okay. not unique though amongst religions because in other religions, the deity has spoken through several different prophets but like speaking on mass to everyone to a bunch at once, of people. that's unusual. Yeah. Like that's unique. Yeah, I suppose that's exactly true. that. It's I never not thought about just that. An individual thing. Yeah, I never thought about yeah. that distinction before. Hmm. No, for sure. But I did uh, look up this really funny thing from the gospelcoalition.org. Oh, this, is not and the, the, this is not the first time we've been at the gospelcoalition.org. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's saying like, why doesn't God still speak audibly? TGC asks. So. This is just funny, it, the way that it puts this. It's like, okay, okay. Viewing divine revelation like a symphony helps us with these questions. God reveals himself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. But this is what it says. God reveals himself in diverse melodies at different times, but he is also conducting one masterpiece with a triumphant finale. Uh, Very poetic. Yeah, I mean, poetic. Meaningless, maybe, I guess, but, but, uh, but poetic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's just saying, well, it talks about a lot of like New Testament stuff, which I really can't get into yet. No, obviously. No, I no no, can't. It yeah, not, but it's not been approved I, yet. I just thought that these were like very funny things that they were speaking about it in this metaphorical term about like a symphony. Well, the opening sonata and the closing allegro are different. Wow. They're also so I know. Jason, is this someone you went also, to school with? Yeah, no, this is like very much. I know. I know. I was like, wow, these are like what my music school nerd friends would have said like back yeah. in CCM. Yeah. So there are also similar sounds woven through each. Questions about the revelation of God can sometimes be answered with heightened priority on personal time with an immaterial being. 
yeah, the person so who asked the original question is like, what? I, what? what? Like, I'm so confused. I, it's uh, like, okay, man, like, I don't know what you're saying here. You're talking about <laughs> weird stuff. But yeah, it's basically saying that, like, we see God now through worshiping him in Christ. I'm like, cool. cool. Well, we may it didn't read answer the, the old... question at all. No, it totally didn't. It totally, <laughs> it was just like, well, we may read the Old Testament and wonder why God isn't showing himself like he once did. We can rejoice since our revelation is superior. Its greatness doesn't just come in a spiritual sighting, but in a true experience of the new creation through the spirit, which is found in Jesus and his church. And you just read a bunch of meaningless words all strung together. Well, that's what I was saying to you before we even started this. I was like, get a load of this, guys. Like, it's going to be funny. It definitely is. I mean, I don't know. I don't really get it. I don't I don't believe in that stuff. But uh, it, yeah. It feels a little extra to me to just... It's definitely extra. To, well, t- <laughs> to throw in the extra level of gaslighting of like, mm. what we got is even better than God speaking to us audibly. Like, who wants that? <laughs> yeah, who wants right? that? I know. Like, that is no, weird no, that no they one put wants it in that God way. God to be clear and speak verbally. Like, what we get is so much better and so much clearer. Yeah, that's... A, yeah, that's just weird. a lot of like, hoo-ha in our heads about like, <laughs> oh, I guess that this is what he's saying. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hoo-ha in our heads. Hoo-ha in our heads. I just, uh, I think oh, there's wow. so many things from the evangelical Christian side where I'm like, I would respect you so much more if you were just real. Like, just be real and just be like, yeah, that's what God was doing at that time and he doesn't anymore. We don't know why. Mm, yeah. 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 We don't know why. Could have some respect I would, for I that. I would respect you know, that. I'd be like, well, I mean, this okay. Is, yeah, this is how we think that maybe God talks to us now. Maybe. Yeah. Like, but we don't know why. That's to change. Yeah. Um, and maybe we don't get to know why. And I'm like, great, cool. Like, I I can stand behind that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he probably well, is like, there's way too many of you now. Like, I can't handle all this. This is not <laughs> I what I intended gather all when of I you said and say it. At that once. There would it's, be multitudes. Yeah, right. cause chaos. Too many. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. Okay. I tried to look up some stuff about the hornet, about the green hornet. Um. And I found. Well, I found some interesting things. Okay, first of all, I found some people trying to make the case for why hornets were involved, or that, <laughs> or that the hornet was maybe a metaphor for the panic that a hornet would, would induce. Cause you, yeah. And then I came across this article that I actually really enjoyed. That was basically like all of that is bull poop. Um, uh huh. Y'all are stupid, and that's <sighs> stupid. Um, was that the gist of it? That was the gist okay. of it. Okay. Basically, what what they were, this is a, a very long, like a like a not like dissertation level, but like this is a long article that gets very technical about like which what which about the hornet? Yes, about which Hebrew letters are used in the mm. word and which other words use those letters, and then also looking at um, different Hebrew. What, linguists? What, what are people called who study like the history of language? Uh, Ling- ling- linguists, right? Oh, this is just linguists, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, the linguist etymologist, etymologist, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but a linguistian. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to let <laughs> no, that yeah. just slide under the radar. Linguistian. <laughs> a linguistian. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah, not yeah. It. <laughs> Everyone. A ling- yeah, linguistorian. Um, that they. Of kind of looking at ways that letters in certain words have evolved over time, 
and then trying to kind of work backwards through that mm. to see like what might this word have actually originally been or like what what might this word have evolved to by now and maybe that shows us what words it's actually related to rather than huh. the word hornet which basically they're kind of making the case like this doesn't make any sense like mm. hornets and like pestilence type things they're also saying like there's a similar word that means um like a skin disease and it's like, yeah, yeah, Yahweh's used these things, but that's never mentioned in any of these conquests about insects being involved or about about diseases being involved. Well, what about the locusts? That's happened, but not when but they not, were not, not when they were taking yes. over people. So it's like we've mentioned this. If this were the case, this would have been mentioned. So it's like, like just a weird standout example. Yeah, it's like why but do you that mention that happens all over this damn book? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they're what they end up coming to through this like sort of long chain of like what these words probably evolved from from other words and then what other words they're related to. This article ends up coming to the conclusion that this word actually probably meant something more like the power as in just like the power of God, but what's interesting is that it's specifically the feminine word for the power of God. Huh. That it's like the feminine power of Yahweh was with them in battle, which they're also kind uh, of okay. They're also kind of making an argument that this is related to the concept that's now referred to, like as the Holy Spirit, um, which is sort of like more the feminine energy of God rather than the masculine energy. Which is interesting. I'm going to burn you at the stake, Jace, with uh, what you're suggesting. Oh, right uh, now. yeah, I know, right? That God could have any female. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love, I mean, there's a lot of religious traditions that have essentially like hermaphroditic or androgynous versions of God or gods who are that way, who, yeah. who either. <laughs> But Com- God forbid you do that about this guy. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is, right. But but it would it would totally make sense that there's a lot of traditions that did that and mm-hmm. or would imbue their God with this power of like they can take whatever form and whatever gender they want. And yeah. so it would make sense if it was like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is like the feminine version of Yahweh. Yeah. I, mean, I love that, but but like the twelve year old Christian girl inside me hates it because how dare you, Jason? <laughs> how dare you? It, it, so what's what is really interesting about this article is that yes, from that like conservative Christian standpoint, like the idea that God has a feminine aspect is his heresy, right? Uh-huh. But then from the impression I've gotten here that this in Judaism is no big deal. Um, like it says here, um, again, if we consider this word translated as power as a reference to the Holy Spirit, it easily explains why this word has a feminine ending, since the person of the Spirit is feminine in Hebrew. Um, so that's interesting about that, okay. that that like w- seems a little bit <laughs> blasphemous within conservative Christianity. And now the other thing is that this article mentions like the Holy Spirit and it mentions sort of the God, the Father, and then also the angel of the Lord, which is like the pre-incarnate Jesus. So they're talking about the Trinity in this, mm-hmm. which then when I did some research into the Trinity, a ton of articles in Judaism are like, it is heresy to believe in the Trinity, uh, that that's polytheism yeah. and it's not allowed. Like there's oh, a very clear, like that's worshiping multiple gods. Uh, we don't do that. But do they not all do are the that. same, right? 
Oh, gosh. Okay. Also found a lot of articles being like, this has been the subject of debate for hundreds but and thousands the, of but years. But listen, both of you listened to me, though. Yeah. It was just, it was so much easier when it was Seth Rogen. Yeah, when it was the Green Can Hornet. we just... Would be easier. Can we just make it Seth Rogen for the purposes of reading this book? This show? Yeah. Okay. It seems unlikely the Hornet's going to come back again, so... But could it be sort the of... The Hornet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be like how Thor was reimagined as a woman in the Marvel Universe recently? Oh, right. By recently, I mean a couple years ago. Okay, so Seth Rogen as the female, a female version of... Yeah. Seth Rogen playing a female version of no, the Green No, I think Lantern, someone else or... playing the character as portrayed by Seth Rogen in the Green <laughs> Hornet. <laughs> okay, well, let us know if you have any casting suggestions for that. We would love to hear them. Yeah, who should we cast as, <laughs> as the new female Green Hornet as part Ruby of... Ruby Rose for everything. She plays but Green she... Hornet and Kato and... But... <laughs> no, she's playing a cat, no, Batwoman right now. Just look mm. her up. You'll, you'll see why I say her for everything. No, okay. I... All right. She might be taken, though, if she's playing... So that's in the same universe. It's true. You know? Dang. We might well, need a new actress to play Green if Hornet. If freaking what's-his-butt... Uh, what is his butt? <laughs> the guy who played... What did it, was it? The guy who's playing the Hulk now was he someone else? No, the guy who plays Captain America now was the fire guy in the in the four Fantastic. Oh yeah, Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> this is why I don't even touch this stuff. I don't even get involved. I don't even want to get involved. Don't even want to know any of this. Dedeker, you've never seen a Marvel film. I've seen. I've seen like three Marvel films, which in any other franchise would be a lot of the franchise or maybe even the entire <laughs> franchise. But in the Marvel franchise, no. it is a fraction a, of the a drop franchise. In the bucket. It's a drop yeah, in the freaking like a, ocean a of Marvel films. And I just, the... honestly, my experience of watching <laughs> that drop yeah. of Marvel movies was fine, but it did not inspire me to want to dive into that entire bucket and drink my fill. I've seen as like it were. pretty much every single one of them. Well, only for you. <laughs> Yeah, just is, because Josh has made it so. Yeah, 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 that sounds about right. Uh, anyway, we we'd also mentioned talking about the history of beds and mattresses. Please tell me, Dedeker <laughs> doesn't want to, but I don't care. I want to uh, know. I don't know what to tell you. We found, we personally found the very first mattress ever around, or the earliest. <laughs> you example. found it. Do you have it with you? No. It's on the bed in no, this no, no, Airbnb, no, no. That was and it's not, very so uncomfortable. <laughs> that was what prompted it, is that the bed in this Airbnb is a spring mattress, and we're like, how do you even buy a spring mattress these days? Like, how? Because it's, it's like you feel all the springs yes. poking into how your back. how do you even it's do awful. that? And then that prompted Ugh. us to go down a rabbit hole of learning about the history of mattresses. Anyway, the earliest known example of a mattress that we have to date is 72,000 years old. It was some like leaves and sticks layered between other leaves and sticks and probably <laughs> what a beautiful mattress. Found it, they found it yeah. in a cave in South Africa. They theorized they probably would have stuffed in leaves that had like insect repellent properties um, so that you could sleep without bugs bothering you. And yeah. then we go through a long period of mattresses just being a bag of stuff, mm-hmm. just a bag of comfy things either what kind of stuff like dead leaves horse hair human hair hay maybe feathers maybe feathers maybe cotton and the problem was uh like this mattress is so comfortable but it gets bugs in it and Mm -hmm. also it like compresses it gets all flat after a while i gotta fluff it up again or fill it up with more stuff like how do we fix that and then someone came along a german man came along and was like 
I give you the spring mattress. And everyone hated it, obviously. (laughs) Everyone was like, what is this? Why are you forcing this upon this? And unfortunately, in his lifetime, the spring mattress did not become popular. It became popular after his death. Yeah. For reasons unbeknownst to us, no one could explain why. like Emily Dickinson. He's exactly he's like the he's, Emily Dickinson yes. of mattresses that are uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, are you satisfied? So satisfied. All right. I'm I think I'm on some sort of like springy wingy thing, but I've got a foam topper. Yeah, I've got a foam topper. I definitely I recommend it, everyone. Yeah, I think there's definitely a variety of spring mattresses, and many I'm sure are very comfortable. This one we're on here is not. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So anyway, that's probably why you didn't sleep very well last night. All I, right. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank well, you, everybody. Yeah, we'll talk to y'all soon, and uh, stay hydrated. <laughs> stay hydrated get a foam topper for your mattress or don't buy a spring mattress i'm telling them to stay hydrated because i'm ill and maybe it will help them not get ill don't buy a teflon that's under 250 dollars don't do that Uh and if you do buy an expensive one look into if it's covered under your renter's insurance or your homeowner's insurance and let us know your casting choices for female version of the green lantern as portrayed by seth ruby rose for everything and also it's wake today Also, uh, it's way better to not see God in, in <laughs> instead of seeing him and hearing him. Cool. Okay. I'm glad we covered all that. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>